things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. Johan van Goethe. Interesting quote today as we talk about priorities. So I went to bed last night going, what in the world am I going to talk about for the podcast tomorrow? I've been studying Ruth and I've been diving into all of the things about Ruth, the background, the location, the authorship, the date, the canon, like all these things that my head is just full of Ruth, but I'm not ready to podcast Ruth yet, but I'm like, ah, but that's all I've been thinking about. So what in the world am I even going to talk about for let's be real? And then I went to bed and I woke up (laughs) having had a couple dreams and then I lay in bed, you know, I snooze my alarm a lot. Does anybody else do that? Where set it early? Well, let's be honest. I said it at the time. I think I should actually get up so that my day could go well, but it's pretty early. And then I use that time to snooze it maybe four or five, mm, three to four times until I get to the point where I, now I just have to get up. (laughs) Does anybody else do that? I love the sleep in between snoozes. It's just this nice little drifting off, not completely asleep. I don't know. My husband hates it. I think some of my kids do it too. And when I wake up to that first alarm, I'm realizing the dream that I've had. And in between those snoozing sleeps, I'm just really thinking about it. Now, if you know me, you're going to roll your eyes and go, oh, there goes Erica again. But one of my dreams had to do with the Amish. And I do not often dream of the Amish. So those of you laughing at me right now, stop. But (laughs) those that know me are probably sick of hearing me say, I want to be Amish. It's one of my dreams. Now, I have looked into conversion. It's too hard. It would take too much work. I'm not going to do it, but, and yes, I could probably live without electricity. Let's be honest. The thing that is appealing to me, and I fully admit that I probably romanticize the people, right? Like, I'm looking at the lifestyle, the priorities. That's what is appealing to me. The priorities are reflected in their lifestyle. It's God, it's community, it's family, and that's kind of it. Not all of the extra stuff that can distract us, distort maybe our views, keep us so busy that we can't do the things that maybe we're supposed to be doing. You get the picture. So, no, I do not necessarily dream about the Amish frequently. However, I had a conversation with a girl at work yesterday, and she was saying that her stepdad was Amish. He had left the Amish community Met his mom, they got married, and she remembered being young. They were going as a family to Disney World. But on their way, they stopped at their stepdad's Amish family to visit in Ohio. She said, I have better memories there than I do at Disney. Like, they just stuck. And maybe it was because it was so different. But she's like, no, I had so much fun. So I think that was maybe in my head. And then I wake up to having this dream that was super random and super dumb and it there were just some Amish people there. And it was really just me going like, oh, I'm going to be their friends. <laughs> I have to figure out a way to be their friends. And it just had me thinking so much in between snoozes this morning about priorities. And I was just like, okay, so what's the deal with the idea of Amish seeming so romanticized? Because if I'm very honest, I'm fully aware that tradition and culture don't always follow the heart, right? So there are not good people in the Amish tradition, just like there are not good people in any other tradition 
of life. And a lot of times we do things, we follow rules just because they are and not because our heart aligns with them. Maybe the heart priorities aren't on par in that community for everyone. And maybe that's why some leave. But it had me thinking about like, okay, so anywhere we are, our heart priorities are what we really need to deal with. And the scripture where your heart lies, the scripture from Luke 12 popped into my head, where your treasure lies, your heart will be there also. And I'm like, okay, okay. So my heart can be one place and my life, my treasure, the things that I do can be someplace else. And it really just had me thinking about, okay, so what's the difference then between my heart priorities and my life priorities? Do they match up? Because there are plenty of things that in my head and in my heart I know are super important and I actually value them very highly. But then if you look at my life, they would not tell you that to be the case. Uh, Case in point, physical fitness. (laughs) I value it. I know it's super important. I need it. We live a farming lifestyle. I need to be able to stay strong to be able to do this for long term, just for health and longevity. I mean, I think we can all agree that we know that exercise is important, but if you looked at (laughs) my lifestyle and how I get through every day, it would not show physical exercise as much of a priority day after day after day. Now, some days, occasionally I'll be like, oh, win, check the box, went to the Y today. But not always. It's certainly not a habit or it's not a great enough of a priority to make it happen. Does anybody else have that one? The physical fitness priority or really just anything. So let's just think about it. What are things that we think are really important and we value and really long to hold strong to, but our lives would show that we can't. And it's very easy to say, yeah, but I'm just in this season. Super easy to make, make excuses. I get it to justify it. I get it. We all, we all do it, but I'm, but should we? I don't, I don't know. If it is a priority of our heart, should it then not also show up as a priority in our life? So that's the question I really want to talk about today and really just giving us all something to think about, to kind of chew on and meditate because I speak to women and I teach at conferences and I have conversations and I will actually have women come up to me like, I know I should do this and I know I should do that and this is super important, but it's the should and the but. Where are you holding should and but in your life right now? I have heard people say, stop shooting yourself. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. I get it. But, but what's the, what's the excuse moving forward? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. There are so many biblical priorities laid out for us of things (laughs) That should be our heart priority, loving God and knowing him, serving him, doing his work, seeking his kingdom first. The number one Christian priority is that God must come first. I could give you lots of scripture and lots of other things to point to that, but I think we kind of all acknowledge that, right? For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome, 1 John 5, 3. We know if you've been a believer for any sort of time, how important that that is, that we also have priorities that are in error. We see this when 
Jesus calls Peter, James, and John to follow him, to be his disciples. They jump out of their boats. They go right away, right? Like, they're like, all right, we're coming. We're in. This is our heart priority, and we're going to show it in our life right here, right now. In Luke 9, we see other people reject the opportunity to be a disciple of Jesus. They had maybe distorted priorities, And here's the deal. Like for some, they weren't necessarily wrong. One of the men was like, but I have to go home first. I need to go bury my father. I need to take care of my family. Those aren't wrong, bad things. But sometimes we have to make this choice between seeking God first and the not bad things of our life. There are good things that we have that we can also place above Jesus as a higher priority. I mean, the word idols is maybe used enough in Christian circles to really know what that is and what it looks like, but anything we place above Jesus and our service to him to walk worthy in a manner that is to glorify God. That is one of our greatest jobs and priorities, at least it should be, is to glorify God throughout our life. But it can be so difficult to align that desire with our lives. I think the Holy Spirit does a really good job of pointing out to us if we're paying attention and if we're in tune, the areas of of which we are lacking. Search me, God, and know my heart. That is a really great question. Maybe instead of asking, which Jada Edwards at the IF conference last weekend, which was awesome, so if you missed it this year, please join us next year. It was absolutely incredible. But she talked about, you know, we spend a lot of time asking God to show us, show us which way to go, Show us what to do. Show us what I have to get rid of. Show us where my priorities are. She's like, the question should probably be, God, search me. Search my heart. And then sit there. (laughs) Sit there and dwell with the Lord and wait and listen for his answers. It's kind of a scary request, actually. It's almost like praying for patience. You're not quite sure if you really want to do it because you know how that's going to go. God, search me. Where are my priorities really? And then where do they need to change? And what does that need to look like? This is a conversation for each and one of us to have with the Lord. I'm not going to be able to lay that out for you. But I think in the spirit of being honest with ourselves and being real in our faith, it is definitely an area that we need to evaluate. There is so much in our culture that makes it really easy for priorities to be shifted really fast. And by the end of the day, At the end of the year, at the end of the week, we look back and we probably don't even notice how that happened throughout the year. So much time and so much money is wasted, is spent, just fiddled away. Is fiddled away a phrase? What's the real phrase? I don't know. But it's just gone. Anyone have the screen report function turned on their cell phone? How many hours a day are you on there? I think... The national average is between five and eight. Think about that. Eight hours, that's a third of your day. You're supposed to be spending a third of it sleeping. And then if it's a third on your phone, what's the other third? Talk about priorities. That is certainly not Amish. (laughs) It is not Amish because they don't have phones. And I actually think it's probably a good idea at times to simply just remove the temptation and distraction. I need to do that for sure. I'm not at the eight hours a day, but I might be closer to that four to five. And even then, when I sit and think about it, I was like, that's disgusting. What am I really doing with my time? Now, I can also justify and be like, well, I was paying bills and I was talking to people. Yes, all good things. However, 
time on your phone is only one part of it. Did you know the youth sports industry in the United States is a $19 billion a year industry? I mean, think about that. I mean, that has to do with travel, the private coaching, apps that you can download to organize leagues. There's live streaming games, like all around youth kids sports, the whole industry, $19 billion. We had a daughter in club gymnastics. And I will tell you, as the years went on and the time spent increased, I mean, $19 billion, that's just the dollar amount. That has nothing to do with the time. As the time increased and the money was more, I was kind of like, okay, huh, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? The Lord really convicted me as I looked around and saw all the other people that I know are spending the exact same amount of money and time, if not more, than me in this whole huge tournament. Everywhere I looked, and I couldn't help but think, is is this the right priority? Like, what could we all do with our time and our money if we weren't doing this? Now, before anybody gets worked up, I'm not saying anything to you about your kids' sports activities, but I am asking the question. Does our time... And our money reflect the priority of our heart. Do our lives match what God might have for us? But I use that opportunity to witness to friends and family. Yes, I know. I am not questioning that. So please don't hear me trying to take away your kids' activities. I'm asking you to be honest with yourself. That is what we need. We need to sit down and go to the Lord and ask him to search us. Because there's life after a club. We are no longer a family with a club sport, and it's been really, really nice. Kids have been able to try activities in school, try different things, and our life is nowhere near as hectic. And I don't think they feel like they have lost any sort of quality of life for sure. If you really ask yourself, what's really the priority? What do we really need to do to pour into our children to give them a life that is going to be full? I mean, my friend had better memories at the Amish farm than she did at Disney World. Makes sense to me. It might not make sense to you. But think about it. Deuteronomy talks how we're supposed to spend our time pouring the truth of Jesus, who God is, his character, the stories of what he has done into our children Every minute of every day. And we can see clearly that it has never been more important to do that now as ever. Although I did get sucked into a chapter of the book of Judges yesterday, and maybe it was more important then. Whoa, whoa, that's messed up stuff. But that might be for another time. Let's talk about, you may not want to hear it, U.S. media and entertainment industry. We're talking TV Cable, movies, streaming, $717 billion industry. A third of the industry of the world is here in the U.S., a third. That is a crazy amount. It's expected to go all the way up to $825 billion by next year. And these are numbers from like Forbes and Time Magazine. I'm not getting them from little places. I think we can all see that that is true. Do you think that that reflects the priority of our country. It probably does. I mean, I do think money shows our heart. What is the priority of your heart? Is it more closely aligned to what God has planned for us? He has good works already worked out in advance for us to do. He has time for us to grow. Like, hey, hey, get into my word. Come sit and meet with me. Let's grow in your godly character so that the life that you live matches your priorities. Seek me first. 
love me more than the world? How closely are we aligned? Seriously, it depends on the day (laughs) and sometimes the hour. So the question I leave with you today, your heart and your life, how do they line up? Don't answer me. Talk to God about it and maybe ask him, God, search me. It's a scary prayer, but definitely worthwhile. God, I come before you today and I ask you to search me and to know my heart, to show me where I really am. Give me the ears to listen and the courage to do something about it. God, it's hard. It's scary. It's so much countercultural. A lot of times it feels very lonely. But I just pray that you walk alongside me and anyone else saying this prayer, giving us the strength that only comes from you to make the changes that you're asking us to, if you are. But God, help us to align our heart with yours and then to live a life that shows that. That's what the world needs to see, Jesus. They need to see you through us, your children. We pray these things in your mighty name. Amen.